This is Dream Warriors Podcast, day 13 of the 31 Days of Dread, and it's also October 13. Uh, lucky you, lucky me. Uh, we picked a heck of a horror movie, movies, and uh, we're in front of a live studio audience right now. So, you already hear those creepy noises? You got that music coming in, and I'll be right back. I know when to record, you know, podcasting, one-on-one. But we're back. You gotta press the record button sometimes. Uh, you guys just missed the most brilliant tangent by myself. Not really, no. But I'm uh, I'm here, getting ready. Uh, Mark is is coming back into the show uh, by potentially the next the next episode, episode uh, day 14 or day 15, we'll have a, a return of Mark. Mark hasn't been around since last November. When he had a complete nervous breakdown and uh, took off his pants in the Walmart. And the entire South Jersey police district saw his dingling. But you can Google it. Walmart dingling slash NJ and you will find it. But no. Joking aside, Mark is going to be discussing the devil's candy with me. We're going to have an argument. This is the first time in Dream Warriors history. That I am going back into a movie weeks after seeing it to confront the person that recommended it to me because I didn't like that movie. I need to pick Mark's brain. So that's objective number one. Objective number two with him. Uh, so this is potentially episode 16 or 17. is going to be Train to Basson. Available right now on Netflix. That is a Korean zombie movie. Uh, he also recommends that movie. So he's, he's, going, he's going to be put on trial here. If he doesn't, if he doesn't succeed, if he doesn't win it all over, so, and then tomorrow night, Mark and I are going to fan boy out. We are going to be whacking each other off in the most delightfully geeky way. We're going to be rocking out to the Cybertronic Spree. That's right, folks. The Transformers, the movie cover band. So we're going to be listening to Dare to Touch. And the all-time great, I got a brain fart, Weapons of Mass Destruction, <laughs> Instruments of Destruction, that's that's the metal song. But I think NRG, NRG did that song for that movie. But yeah, Instruments of Destruction, sang by a girl, you know, and she is, uh, she's dressed up as RC. So the, the, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Cybertronic Spree, they are in complete cosplay, performing music. In heat and light, and it doesn't look comfortable at all. But they they do the songs, and uh, the the tickets are. I think the tickets cost uh, four rubber bands and a, a partially drank cane of Pepsi will get you entry into the Cybertronic Spree. That's how much uh, in demand they are. Joking aside, uh, no, it's it's a shame that they don't have a bigger social media presence. That they don't have a giant YouTube following. The, the videos that they put up on YouTube are top-notch. They're great on Twitter. They've actually interacted with me a few times. And speaking of Twitter, make sure you find me at AKA Pad. Instagram, AKA Pad13. Snapchat, AKA Pad, where I do my best to do one theme a day. And AKA Pad13, that is the business page on the Facebook. Now, there's all kinds of ways to support me. You got to fund original content. You can purchase products. You can find all that at akapad.com, and we're rock and rolling. But so, why are we talking about the uh, Descent Part 2? See, 
I'm titling all of this. The thumbnail, the headline for the episode is Descent Part 2. Because I love The Descent so much. It's one of my all-time favorite horror movies. And usually for the 31 Days of Dread, it's I'm watching movies for the first time. And I'm sitting down and I'm talking to all of you. Sometimes I have someone across from me. So I decided, you know, maybe I should just go back into some movies that I really enjoy. You know, that I've somewhat seen recently. Now, I watched the original Descent. Now, if my recollection is recollecting properly, the Descent uh, came out in 2006. Descent Part 2 is 2009. Uh, it's considered a foreign movie. And, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with foreigners making movies. It's just when they do other things, that's where I get a little antsy in the pantsy. So... I've seen Descent probably seven, eight times. Every time I've seen it, I've seen it with someone. I've never seen that movie alone. And I never saw it with the same person twice. And that movie captures people. It mesmerizes them. Uh, I kind of want to talk to Mark a little bit about it when when we sit down. We're going to be drinking beers and (laughs) doing Dream Warriors so who knows where some of those conversations are going to be going. Who knows what I'm going to be wearing in some of those conversations. Because I definitely could be no pants. Like no pants zone, no shirt zone. Who, who knows what else. You know, I could be sitting on something. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, so there is not one person who who I haven't seen Descent with that isn't uh, captured by how well of a movie that's made. Uh, it is a movie that, that it fires in all cylinders. Cylinders. I mean, concept, ep- execution, creature design, uh, the mythology of the creature, uh, how we end up in this situation. Technically, no one makes like really horrible decisions in the uh, descent. These are four somewhat really hot girls. One or two of them are outlier hot, but we got mostly hot chicks in caves, okay, in tight places, being stalked. And is it could just just be a little bit of me, but someone has to turn on. But anyway, so yeah, I'm flipping through HBO because I want to see what HBO has. I, I don't know who watches HBO anymore. I, I feel sorry for uh, for anyone that pays for an HBO subscription. So I'm going through what we have here in Philly. We have Comcast and we have Xfinity. The Xfinity menu system is completely horrible because I came in filters by genre. So I can't get like HBO and then horror. So I literally have to go through every single movie. And well, you know, you guys know me. I got nothing else to do with my time. So I see The, the Descent Part 2. And and my ears perked up because it makes me start to think, you know, was this movie intended to be two parts? Because usually it's it's two. We get two or we get like a like a subtitle, like the descent uprising or, or something like that. The last Jedi. Who knows? So I get into the movie expecting it to be this continuation. And that's exactly what I got for like the first 10 minutes. I'm so on board with this movie and then reality hits Uh, I'm dealing with the production I'm dealing with the script I'm dealing with everything no one really knows what they're doing the girl the the one that survived in the beginning of the movie I mean at the end of the first movie 
she's a mute. She she doesn't even talk until like the movie's almost over. So they had opportunities to mimic a little bit of Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley from Alien and Aliens, where they're looking for survivors. And like technically, here's an expert. Here's someone that's been through this unexplored cave system. Here's someone that they seen the survivors. So she needs to lead a team to go find them. And that's kind of where they go. But it's not the the only reason why they go is just to set up situations that we saw in the first movie. And this is terribly disappointing because I know the first movie so well. And I'm not saying like we can't go back. And see certain areas because some of the, the the visuals of the first movie are so impactful, they're just ingrained, and it's lazy filmmaking. And and, and I don't really say that a lot because I always try and find like a silver lining, but I'm angry because I'm disappointed. And we don't get this a lot on this show because it, look, I I've defended some bad movies, and. This was a potential for a franchise to be regular. I mean, we could have done more with these creatures. We could have done more with how they're surviving. You know, like, how can they uh, live underground for all this time? And, like, what are they really feeding on? Because, uh, you know, like, nothing is, um, like, nothing's living down there enough for them to, like, there's no ecosystem. So, these are, uh, so when that happens, I see the expansion of like the mythology and the lore and we didn't get that with this what what we got was this attempt to hijack what the first movie established and just to kind of say look we can we can do another one maybe it's going to be big enough for us to do two three four five more of them and make like a little bit of a franchise out of it i don't want to call it a money grab because that's lazy on my end uh, maybe they, they thought they could reintroduce the concepts from the first movie and for it to catch fire. I really, I really don't know. This is a movie I haven't read too much up on. So, you know, that's where I get a little bit like, you know, that's my fault. But the interesting part of all of this is that the uh, Descent film is our director and let me let me dial up our, our, our director i just want to get get the name right because oh you know what i'm sorry this is not the uh this is not the uh that's the, the that's descent from 2011 uh this is not it either oh my god i am not finding anything right here here we go we are we have to go through the producers here because there, there, there's an interesting name. I think it's, it's Christian uh, Colson, right? That's my boy. Okay. So, correction. So, the uh, Descent came out in 2005, not 2006. So, he is... He's one of our guys. Oh, I am falling here. All right, I'm, I'm back. Uh, this is what happens when you get some Mountain Dew Kickstarter in you 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 completely black out so the gentleman that i did want to do a shout out to is neil marshall he he's the one that brought this movie to life the the guy is a master visual filmmaker he's a master storyteller in 2002 he also did this other movie 
uh, speaking of werewolves, since we're obsessed with werewolves recently, he did a movie called Dog Soldiers. Now, when the, in the, we have like lower budgeted were uh, lower budget werewolf spectrum, and we get Dog Soldiers. Uh, that might be the most recent masterpiece of the low budget werewolf Wolfman type movies. The other ones you put in that is American Werewolf in London, and we put The Howling. That's that's a solid trilogy right there of just wolf man movies. So he he did the two thousands best version of that. So we give him credit. And then three years later he comes out with the descent, and it's it's a masterful follow up. Three years after that he likes to work in three year cycles. He has Doomsday. Uh, we we're not going to talk about that movie. Because that's, that's a little bit of a misfire. And then we have Centurion. In 2010. Hugely underrated movie. Uh, we'll maybe go into And then he goes into uh, TV directing. Directing a lot for HBO. And then we have something special. 2019. Uh, I, let me check my calendar. What year is it? It's 2018. So... Next year, this Neil Marshall master, he is an auteur. And auteur is reserved for stylistic, artistic. That's a term we throw into uh, artsy-fartsy guys. He, he's, uh, auteurs, for me, can come from genre. They, they, they especially can come out of horror because, because horror movies have a quick linear storyline. The ones that are good. They have simple characters. There's a line that moves through the movie. And they have a good gimmick. It's a it's a keep a simple stupid formula that few people nail. Anyone that can nail it has a career. And we see from time and time again. Th- th- this is why the individuals when they make solid horror movies. They have full careers. Like John Carpenter. John Landis. It goes on and on. Why is that? That makes no sense. Well, because everyone thinks they can make a horror movie. This is the part of the hubris of young independent filmmaking. So, Neil Marshall is taking on maybe the biggest independent comic book property since Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, this is a property that already has two movies and two animated releases. And I'm talking to you out there about Hellboy and based on what we've seen of this he's taking a dark approach with the character he's it it doesn't seem to be as lighthearted and this is his wheelhouse he can do things with Hellboy that I, I believe few directors can and I love that he's doing Hellboy and he's not working on a Star Wars or a Marvel movie which I'm sure was dangled in front of him. Him focus on Hellboy says a lot. He's someone we should track. He's someone we should know about. Uh, you know, anyone out there that has his fax number, let me know so I can I can fax him a nice letter of congratulations and maybe I can tell him how much I love his Descent movie. But look. Um, it's a little short one today because I have a live studio audience. 
but I did. I got. I got maybe recommend or not recommend this movie, right? I would not recommend The Descent Part Two. But if you haven't seen the first one, you you're robbing yourself. And we're just going to leave it at that. And anyone that doesn't like that movie, I, I don't know. I don't think you have a a horror bone. Like you don't have the, the horror sense in you. Uh, maybe you're just too cynical. Maybe. Uh, but aren't we all? Well, anyway, look. Until next time. Uh, so setting up the next the next uh, day, the next episode, the next theme. Oh, jeez. I really don't know. It could be Mark and I arguing about the Devil's Candy. We could be discussing Train to Busan. Uh, I have a new horror movie playing for him and I to potentially watch in a hotel room. God knows doing what else. Or it might be Blade 2 Blood Hunt. Because I kind of like the idea of doing back-to-back sequel episodes. So we'll see. But all of that is coming. It's just the the order. So hey, thanks for joining me. Uh, Rock and roll. And I'll talk to you. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three, one, two, three.